Let's go, let's go, Okay, we are learning the Ilu Nishmas, my mother, Imimarasi Nechabas Chaim Zedel. We're also learning the Ilu Nishmas, all of the Kadoshim, all of our Achinu Kol that we have lost, that have been taken from us since October 7th. We wish Nechama to the families. And of course, we're learning Bezachus, our Chayalim, that they should be victorious, but cut over very soon in our day to eradicate the evil of Hamas and all of our enemies from our midst. Okay, we are on the fifth to last line, the last of the middle size lines on in Tesvav Amar Aleph. We're continuing to have uh, teachings from the Amar Rabbi Lazar, Amar Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Lazar says the name Rabbi Hanina. Kola Omar Dabra B'Shem Omro, whoever says something, a teaching in the name of the person that they heard it from or anything else, maybe Gulal Olam. They actually bring redemption to the world. Shnemar, as it says in Megillas Esther, Parak Beis, Pasuk Chaf Beis, Vatomer, Esther, Lamelech, B'Shem Mordechai. The Esther said to the king, in the name of Mordechai, she quoted Mordechai, and from that point, we did see Geula. He says as well, When a tzaddik passes away, when he is lost, so to speak, he's really only lost to his generation, but really that tzaddik himself is intact regarding his neshama. He doesn't lose his tzidkus. What is this uh Comparable to So it's like it's comparable to a person who loses a gem, a margalit. Any place where the gem is, it's always going to be called a gem. It's not going to lose its status of being a gem. But what is it? Who is it lost to? It's lost to the owner. The owner lost something, but the gem remains a gem. So to a tzaddik always remains a tzaddik. And then the next pasuk it says, "V'chol nenu shaveli." This is in Parakei pasuk Yud Gimel. This is Haman, right? When he, in a way, received everything from Achashverosh, but he continues to see Mordechai, who doesn't bow down to him. He says, "All of this, it's not worth it for me." It's as if the one small thing of Mordechai ruined all of the uh, the content, you know, uh, emotion that. We would assume Haman should have had because he had everything at this time. So Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Elazar says, "Rabbi Chanina, b'shashira Haman es Mordechai Yoshev b'shara Melech." At the time that Haman sees Mordechai sitting at the gate of the king, Amar Kolze, he said, "All of this sounds like all of this, like the whole palace, the whole kingdom that he's, you know, second in command." That it sounds like a nenu shavili says it's not worth it to me at all. Kedar Rav Chista, it's like Rav Chista to Amar Rav Chista, as Rav Chista said. Turning to Tesvavamidbeis. It's like Rav Chista said that this one comes from Prusbuli is a wealth, and Rashi says it's a wealthy lineage. Mordechai comes from the greats, whereas this one comes from Prusboti. He is poor, he comes from nothing. And then Amar of Papa. So this is like this uh, this uh, jealousy that he always is going to have Haman when he receives Mordechai. Amar of Papa, of Papa says, now we're on Tesvav HaMabes, Vikarulei, they would call Haman Avda the Mizdaban Betalmi. They would call him the servant who was, or the slave who was purchased with bread. He come, came from a very lowly place, Haman, and he got, it always was like a chip on his shoulder, and he, he was always reminded of it. And then he says, Vichosei Nenu Shavali, and all of this, everything that I have now, it's not worth it to me at all. It's coming to teach us that all of the treasures of this wicked man, that being Haman, was etched in his heart. 
He had everything of but when he would see Mordechai sitting at the gates of the king, he would say, all of this that I have, that's etched in my heart, all this wealth, it's not worth it to me at all because there's still this Mordechai around. Okay, but Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Chanina, and Rabbi Elazar says, "Name Rabbi Chanina, Asin Hakadosh Baruch Hu Hiyos Atara Barosh Kol Tzadik V'Tzadik." In the future, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will place a crown on every single tzadik. Shnemar, as it says in Yeshaya, Perek Chav Ches Pasuk Hey, it says, "Bayom Ahu Hashem Hashem Tzivakos LaAtara Tziviva Gomer." Will be on that day that Hashem, the Master of Legions. La a crown of glory. Tzvi also means dear here. It's going to refer to as glory. So my la what exactly does a mean? Well, it's sefiras tifara. And what does it mean also the uh, dendum of glory as well, like another type of crown of glory, jewelry of glory. So we say la'osin sivyono. It means those who do tzivyono, Hashem's will, that's tzvi, ulematzpin, like otzfirat, that we said was the uh, dindum, that's umitzafin, they await tifarto, his glory. That's what it's referring to. Those who do his will and await his glory, that's referring to the tzaddikim, they'll get this atara, they'll get this crown. So yachol achol, you would think that it should be all righteous people, so Tamalomar Lashar Imo comes to teach us later on in that Pasuk to the remnant of his nation. It's like, what does it mean? Not just like anyone would get that, but it's to someone who, Lashar Imo, one who makes himself Kishiraim, like their leftovers, like they're humble. Those are the ones that Sadiqim that get the crown. Uluruach Mishpat. And then this is in Pasuk Vav, a spirit of injustice. Zehadanes Yitzra. This is one who takes his evil inclination or his inclination to justice. He, he, he judges it. He fights it. He tries to overpower his Yitzra. And then as well, it says, well, Yoshev al but He sits upon judgment. Zehadan din emeslami. So this is referring to someone who is able to judge a case in entire truth. Emeslami. So it doesn't veer at all from the truth. One iota, uligvura, and to might, zeh and strength, zeham is gaber al yitzur. This is referring to someone who overpowers his yitzur har his inclination, and then mishivei milchama, those who return from war. That's referring to shenoisin venosin bemilcham tashal Torah, those who go back and forth, who fight and enter into the war of Torah to get to the appropriate and right and correct and MS-filled understanding of the Torah. And then She'ara, the gate, Elu Talmidei Chachamim, these are referring to the Talmidei Chachamim, the, the wise men, Shemashkiminu Marvin, that wake up early and go to sleep late at Bate Kinesios, or wake up early and leave late from the Bate Kinesios, Bate Midrashos, from the shuls, from the houses of prayer and those of learning in the base Medrash. Okay. So then Amar Midas Hadin Baruch Hu. So the attribute of judgment said to Akadish Baruch Hu, Ribanu Shalala, master of the world. Ma Nishtanu Elu Meilu. What's the difference between these and these, meaning this nation of the Jewish people and, and the rest of the world? <clears throat> so Akadish Baruch Hu says, Amar La Kadash Baruch Hu, Akadish Baruch Hu says to the Midas Hadin, Yisrael Askuba Torah. The Jewish people, they're involved and they learn the Torah. However, Umos Haolam Lo Askuba Torah. But the rest of the world, they do not 
involve themselves and deal and delve into the Torah. Okay. But then Amar Leh, Midas Hadin said back to Kadosh Baruch Hu, Gam Eila Beyayin Shagu Uveshechar Ta'u Paku Pulilia. So they said, quoting a, a pasuk from Yeshaya Chavches Zayin, this is the next pasuk, where it says, he says back to Kadosh Baruch Hu, but these also, they're, they are uh, reeled with wine, and Uveshechar with beer, they stagger and they stumble. So, I don't understand why are you giving why are you judging them more favorably? They're also involved in such things. And then Ain Paku, when it says Paku is stumble, Ain Paku Ella Gehenim. When they say Paku is stumbling, it's none other than Gehenim, which is um purgatory. Shinamar as it says, below Tihiazos Lepuka. As then Shmuel Aleph Perikhafe Pasaklamat Aleph, it shouldn't be to them. In the Chatzer of the Beis HaMelech, sorry, it shouldn't be to them. Shouldn't be to you as a stumbling block. It means like to the lowest place, that being Gehenim. And then the next part of Ve'ein Pililya, what was Pililya? Ela Dainin. It means judge, judges. Shinamar, it says, Ve'nosan Biflilim. And you'll be given the, uh, as the judge determines. So it's also referring to judgment, right? So their stumbling block would lead to judgment. Okay, so the Gemara, at least with this drasha, ends here. It sounds as if the Midas Hadid has good questions on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. For some reason, the Gemara does not tell us what the answer of Kaddish Baruch Hu is. And it seems like we go back to the original thing that a Kaddish Baruch Hu said. Listen, they might stumble. They might come upon wine and beer, and get drunk, and even stumble, and maybe at times do the wrong thing. But at, at the end of the day, they're involved in my Torah, and they can turn things around. It sounds like that's what Akash Baruch Hu was referring to. But it is a question, why didn't the Gemara come back and answer? Okay, then it goes to the next Pasuk in, in Esther. So Esther was standing in the house of the king, the inner house, the inner chain, Inner chamber. This is Parakei Pasuk Aleph. So Amar Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Levi says, Kevin Hatsalmim. So when Esther continued to go further into the kingdom, the palace, to approach Ahasuerus, she walked into the inner chamber. And Rabbi Levi says, when she reached the Beis Hatsalmim, the house of idols, because she had to walk through that, Nistalka Hemeneshchina, what happened? The divine presence removed itself from her. Amra, so she said, quoting Tehillim Pasuk, Pasuk Beis, um, sorry, Parak Chaf Beis, Pasuk Beis. They say that this Parak actually was composed, they say, by Esther Hamalka, or Davra Melech composed it with the understanding of representing the experience of Esther. So she says, Eili, Eili, my God, my God, Lama Zavtani, why have you forsaken me? Shema Ata Dan Al Shoyakamezid, is it that perhaps you judge someone, something which was accidentally, you judge them as if it was kamezid, as if it was done on purpose. Ve'al'one is something which was forced under duress without any control. Karatza, and you view that as someone did it willingly, right? She's under duress here. She's has to, she's approaching Ahashverosh. And um, although it did say earlier that when we said she says, now I'm going Baratso. But, you know, she's saying, would you, are you going to forsake me? Maybe because of based on what I'm doing. But here she's clearly alluding to the fact that this is more of an, in a case of an ones. It's like I'm forced into this to, to help Klai Yisrael. Oh, Shema, or she says, perhaps Al Shikarasov Kalev. Is it 
Akaliv? Is it perhaps because I called Haman a dog? Shnemar, as it says, it, once again in Perachav Beis Pasuk Chafalif, Hatzila mecherav nafshi miyad Kalev yechidati. She says, hey, save me from the sword, my soul from the hand of the dog, um, my only one. So she says, maybe, you know, Hashem, I, I maybe called him something inappropriate, even though, of course, someone's a, a Russia, maybe I shouldn't call him that. So then what happens? Chazr v'karaso aryeh. So right, well, immediately Esther goes back and she calls him a lion from Parachaf Beis, Pasuchaf Beis. And says, Hashem, save me from the mouth of the lion. So interesting. That she does that. It's like, I want to get all my merits. I don't want Akash Brokhul to be able to pinpoint anything about all. So you, you made fun of him and you shouldn't have. Maybe Esther had her own issues that um, Akash Baruch Hu would have addressed. So she switches things so quickly. Wow. Okay. Then it says in the next Pasuk, Parakei Pasuk Bed in Megillus Esther, Vahikir Os HaMelech S. Esther HaMalka. It was when the king saw Esther, the queen. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, there were three ministering angels that appeared or joined Esther at that moment. One was there to lift her neck because she was in fear and she was like hunched over. The other one was to draw the um, string, this cord of kindness upon her so that Ahasuerus would, would, of course, take liking to her at that moment. And the other one was to stretch out the scepter of Ahasuerosh to point it to Esther that she is welcome to be there. So now we ask, how much, how long was the scepter stretched? It says the scepter was two amos, which is around uh, three to four feet. And then at that moment, it was 12 amos. The Amar law, some say that it was al Shesh it turned into 16 Amos. The Amar law, al Asrim Arba, some say it was 24 Amos. But Masnisatan and Abraisa was taught al Shishim, it was actually 60 Amos. The scepter just, until it probably touched Esther, that she was welcome to be with the king. The Chain Atam Moitse Be Basparo. You also see the same thing when it, we talk about the arm of Basparo, the famous Medrash that. Her hand, so to speak, was extended to save Moshe from the Nile, the daughter of Paro. You also see the same thing with Shin Rishim. It sounds like the same thing, meaning this opinion that it stretched 60 times, 60 amos, which is like 100, between 100 to 120 amos. As it writes, this regarding the teeth of the wicked, it says, Shine Rishaim Shibarta, that the teeth of the wicked you have broken. The Amare Shlakish Al Tikre Shibarta. Rishakish says, don't read it as Shibarta Ella Sherivavat. Rather, read it as Sherivavat, meaning extended, enlarged. And this is actually a Gemara <clears throat> that's seen in Meseches Brachos. This Rashi quotes this. It's a fascinating Gemara. Where Og picks up a uh, Og Melchavash and he picks up a mountain to throw it on Amisro, and then his teeth extended and they were launched into the mountain and he couldn't throw it anymore. Anyway, so it says his teeth extended 60 times. And how do you learn that? Because you take the, it could have just, just said Shane Russia, the teeth of the wicked, but you have the Yud at the end of Shine and Rishaim, you have Yud Yud Mem. So you have Yud Yud Mem, which is in numerical, it's 60. Okay, very interesting. Rabba bar Ufran Amar Mishum Rabbi Lazar. So Rabba bar Ufran said in Rabbi Lazar, 
Shashama Merabo Verabo Merabo, that he said he heard from his Rebbe and his Rebbe heard from his Rebbe that it was Masaim, that it didn't extend just 60, it extended to 200 Amos. Wow. Then the next Pasuk, we have Parake Pasuk Gimel, it says, Vayomer Allah Melech Lester Malka, and the king said to Esther Malka, Mabakasha Seich, this is Parake Pasuk Vav, what is your request? Adchati Hamachus Vateas, up until half of the kingdom I'll give to you, I'll do that for you. So what did that mean? Chatzia Malchus, local Malchus. He said half the Malchus, not the entire Malchus, below Dovar, and not something which Shechotes the Malchus, not something which will separate the kingdom, be a divide for the kingdom. Am I Nihu? Meaning until Chatzi, until it's Chotzitz, but I'm not going to allow you to have something that will be Chotzitz, that will uh, divide and be a separation of the Malchus. What is it? Binyan Beis Amigdash. The building of the Beis Amigdash, that's one thing Achashverosh will not give Esther. And then it says next, Parakei Pasuk Dalit, Yavo Amalch Ma'aman Al Amishteh. So both Amalch Hashverosh and the and Haman came to the party that Esther was throwing for them. So now Taner Abanon, the rabbis taught Ma Rasa Esther Shezimna Es Haman. What did Esther see to actually invite Haman to this get together? Why did she invite him? Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar says Pachim Tamnolo. Is actually she set up a trap for him. Shnemar, as it says, this is in Tehillim Samach Tes Pasuk Chaf Gimel. It says, Yehi Shulchanam Lifnehem Lapach. It should be that their table be in front of them for a snare, for a trap. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Rabbi Yeshua says, Mi Beis Avia Lamda. Rabbi Yeshua says she learned this tactic from the house of her father. Shnemar, as it says, in Mishlei, Perik Chafhei, Pasik Chaf Aleph, it says, Imra Avsonacha, Hachilu Lechem Vagomer. If your enemy is hungry, feed them bread. I guess that will lead to their downfall. So she learned it from her Avos, the people, Am Yisrael, the leaders of Am Yisrael from way back when. Here it's quoted from Shlomo HaMelech. Okay. Rabbi Meir, Omer, Rabbi Meir says, Why did she invite him? In order that Vimrod, in order that she wouldn't that he wouldn't have time to take advice or to plan out some type of strategy and rebel. I Meaning she was kind of keeping her eye on Haman. Don't let Haman be free too long. I have to know where he is at all times so he doesn't have some type of rebellion, maybe against Akashirash or maybe against myself. Rabbi Huda Omer Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda says that she invited him in order to make it seem that he wouldn't recognize that she was Jewish. Right, the more that you hang out with Esther, the least the, the less it seems like she was Jewish. She could hide her identity more when you when Haman doesn't look into things more and doesn't think about things too much. Rabbi Nechemya, Rabbi Nechemya says, "Kadeshelo Yomru Yisrael Achos Yeshlanu Beis Hamelach VeAsichu Daitan Min Harachem." It was so interesting. This one is, why did she invite Haman? So that the Am Yisrael wouldn't say that our sister is in the house of the king, and there. What would they do? They would take it for granted VeAsichu Daitan. They would remove their focus, min harachmim, from asking for compassion. So since she invited Haman, Am Yisrael's like, oh no, we don't have her anymore. She's joining forces with the enemy. Okay, so by doing so, they still were going to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Kadeshi It was also to make sure that he would be found, she would be found at all times to not... Um, let him have any uh, free time. It sounds very similar to the uh, the first one that we mentioned. 
that he wouldn't be able to rebel. This is potentially a, a little different. Okay, maybe um, again, this could stir some jealousy of some sort. Rabbi Shimon says, that perhaps, it sounds from this one, that perhaps that the Makom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will, will sense, a, will feel something, and he'll do for them a miracle. And this also is as if Esther maybe is trying to uh, get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to feel like, oh, vey, what's happening here? Right By her hanging out with Haman, it seem, things don't seem to be so good. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would even get involved in this mix and say, oh my gosh, I have to do a miracle for my people because even Esther seems to not be on the same side. Okay. And then Rabbi Yoshua ben Karcho, Rabbi Yoshua ben Karcho says, Aspir lo panim hu vihi. So this was actually, her plan was to act kindly to Haman. That would stir up a jealousy within Ahasuerus and perhaps maybe Ahasuerus would kill both Haman and herself. This is, um, this is a unique answer in that Esther was saying, you know what, I'm going to go down with the ship entirely and um, maybe I'll just get myself killed as well. If I stir up too much jealousy, this could happen. But then at least Haman would die and that would save the Jews. And then Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says, Melech haf haf chan haya. So Rabbi Gamliel says the king was a fickle. He would go back and forth. He couldn't make up his mind. He couldn't determine anything for too long. So if you have Haman hanging around long enough, it could be that Ahasuerus responds back to Haman and says, you know what, let's not do this plan. Let's let's switch it. Let's switch it. He's back and forth, wishy-washy. Um, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says, Rabbi Gamliel says, we still need the answer of the Modai. The Tanya, as was taught in Abraisa, Rabbi Lezer HaModai, Omer, Rabbi Lezer HaModai says, Kinaso b'melech, kinaso b'sarim. They he built up jealousy with the king and built up jealousy, jealousy with the ministers. You see that Haman's hanging around so much over there, it's causing jealousy with everyone, and they're not going to like Haman either. And then Rava, my Rava says, shiber ge'on, that uh, this is from Mishle Tezayin, Pasuk Yudches, says, before the destruction of arrogance. So it's that you have, let let them get very uh, haughty and arrogant. Let, let Haman be... So it says, Lifnei Shiber Ga'on. Before the destruction, there is haughtiness. So if you invite Haman to the to the party, he gets arrogant even more. That will actually be the starting point for the destruction of Haman. And Abai Verava, Damre Tarvayu, they both say, they quote the puzzle from Yirmiya, Nun Aleph Lamed Tes, which says, Bechomeim Ashis Es Mishtehem. That means when they are heated, I will make feasts for them. What happens is, and they would get, uh, they rejoice too much, they'll fall asleep, then it's like they are vulnerable at that time. And Ashkeche Rabba Baravua Eliyahu. So now the Gemara says that Rabba Baravua, he found Eliyahu Anavi, and Amrlei, he said to him, Keman Chaze Esther Vavdahachi. Who is it like that Esther actually followed? You have like seven opinions here as to why she invited Haman. So who was she really like? Amrlei, Eliyahu says back, Esther did like all of them. She had all those things in mind. Okay, next pasuk in Parak Aleph, pasuk Yud Aleph, it says, So Haman spoke to them about his honor and his wealth and the multitude of, or the majority of his children. How much is his 
Rov Banav amount of children. So Amarav, Rav said Lamed, he had 30 sons. Asara Mesu, 10 died in childbirth. The Asara, or when they were young, the Asara Natlu, 10 were hung. They hanged 10 of, uh, of his children. The Asara Machzarin Al-Hapsachim, and 10 of them had to go to houses to ask for money. They were poor. The Rabbanan Amre, the Rabbanan say, O son, Shemachzirin Al-Hapsachim, Shivim Havya. They say actually those that had to go around ask for money, it was 70 of them. Tirsiv as it writes in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Bez, Pasak Hey, it writes, Siveim Belechem Nisharu, that uh, to be satisfied with bread, they were hired, they hired themselves. Al Tikre, Siveim Elashivim. Don't read it as Siveim, they were satisfied, but rather, or to satisfy themselves, but rather read it as 70 Shivim. Rami Bar Abba, Rabbi Abba says, Kulon Masai Mushmonahavu. He said he actually had 208 sons. Shemar, it says, Verov Banov. Verov Banov. Many, many of his sons. Verov, the word Verov, Begamatria, numerically it is Masan Ve'ar. Sorry, Verov Banov. That would be Verov Begamatria. That should be 208. But the Gemara asks, Verov Begamatria, Masan Ve'arbisarhavu. Wait, if you take all of it, if you take the Vav, Resh, Vav, Bet, that actually is 214. That's not 208. So I'm Nachman Bar Yitzchak. said, Verov Ksiv. It's actually written Verov, Vav, Resh, Bet, without the Vav between the Resh and the Bet. And that is 208. Okay, we'll stop here. Yasher Koach.